Good morning. I'm James Homan from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, September 14th. In today's news, Andrew Cuomo crushes Cynthia Nixon. Congress averts a government shutdown over a border wall. And Democrats turn over a letter about Brett Kavanaugh to the FBI. But first, the big idea. As Hurricane Florence continues sweeping across the southeastern United States, two stories broke on Thursday that underscore the dysfunction plaguing the Trump administration. The latest scandals come as the storm brings powerful winds along with warnings of a life-threatening storm surge and heavy rainfall. Though the storm has been downgraded to a Category 1, reports of collapsed roofs and other structures are already being reported in Moorhead City and New Bern in North Carolina. New Bern was particularly hard hit with reports that more than 100 people are stranded in their homes and need to be rescued. But instead of focusing on this new storm, President Trump's attention on Thursday was devoted to airing personal grievances related to last year's hurricane, Maria. In a storm of tweets, Trump falsely claimed a vast Democratic conspiracy to inflate the death toll in Puerto Rico in order to make him look bad. He denied a sweeping study, which was accepted by Puerto Rican authorities and conducted by nonpartisan academics, that estimated there were almost 3,000 excess deaths on the island during the six months after Maria than there would have been otherwise. With his statements, Trump sought to minimize the deaths of thousands of American citizens while appearing to shirk responsibility for the government's performance in responding to natural disasters. As he habitually does, he also sought refuge in conspiracy theories, claiming that some hidden hand was at work to sabotage him. His statements have also exposed political vulnerabilities for his party just eight weeks before the midterm elections, particularly in Florida, where Puerto Rican immigrants make up a prized voting bloc. Even stalwart Trump allies in the Sunshine State were forced to distance themselves from his statements, including Rick Scott, the current Florida governor who's running for Senate, and Ron DeSantis, a congressman who's running for governor. Scott noted that he's been to Puerto Rico seven times since the storm and has seen the devastation firsthand. Trump's attempts to minimize Maria's destruction have also stirred up old resentments on Puerto Rico about his visit to San Juan last year in the immediate aftermath of the hurricane. He famously threw paper towels like basketballs to a crowd of people desperate for supplies. That paper towel moment has come to symbolize what critics say is Trump's inability to sympathize with others and his self-absorbed style of leadership in times of crisis. The second big story occupying the White House yesterday was a series of negative leaks about the director of FEMA. Top FEMA officials expressed frustration with the disclosure that the DHS Inspector General is investigating the conduct of Brock Long, Trump's appointee to lead the agency, as a major hurricane approached. Long spent Thursday deflecting questions about an internal investigation into his use of government vehicles and reports that Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen attempted to force his resignation. Trump administration officials leaked this news in an apparent attempt to embarrass Long, As one former top FEMA official put it, quote, the fact that someone within the administration is taking shots at FEMA in the middle of a hurricane is insane. Lives are at stake. People are working around the clock to get resources and assets in place. Why would you do that? At a media briefing Thursday morning, Long denied doing anything improper. 
A DHS official who knows him well says Long refused to step down last week when Nielsen asked him to resign. The same official said Nielsen has been trying to push him out for months, including hounding him about not being in the office more because he goes home to North Carolina on weekends. Long believes what Nielsen is really trying to do is replace him with someone who is more loyal to her. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York easily won renomination for a third term on Thursday, beating former Sex in the City star Cynthia Nixon by a two-to-one margin. Cuomo ran on a record of accomplishment after tacking left with his policy agenda in response to the challenge, while Nixon courted a liberal insurgency that wants immediate action on immigration, housing, and health care. In a clear sign of Democratic enthusiasm, turnout was more than double what it was four years ago. The biggest surge came from New York City in the suburbs. In remarks to supporters Thursday night, Nixon declared a moral victory. She said she fundamentally changed the political landscape in the Empire State by creating what she called the Cynthia Effect, which means getting Cuomo to endorse stuff like legalizing marijuana, banning plastic bags, and restoring voting rights for convicted felons. Down the ballot, however, the liberals secured unalloyed victories. In state Senate races, six or maybe seven, we'll see when the returns finish coming in, moderate Democrats who caucus with Republicans appear to have gone down to challengers from their left. This could deny the GOP its functional majority in the state Senate. Number two, congressional leaders have finalized a plan to avert a government shutdown at the end of the month over Trump's demands for border wall funding. House Republican leadership aides say they believe the White House is on board with their approach, but they caution that no one can be sure what Trump ultimately will do because he often changes his mind. Republican leaders have been pushing the president to back off his rhetoric about shutting down the government until after the elections, but he's flip-flopped repeatedly, suggesting that it could be good politics for Republicans to force a shutdown on October 1st so that he can demand money for the wall. The Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency is also aggressively lobbying to get $1 billion in extra funding as part of this bill. ICE says it needs that money to meet Trump's aggressive goals for deportation. Democrats are resisting. Meanwhile, Representative Michelle Grisham, the chair of the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, announced Thursday night that she is not accepting Trump's invitation to come to the White House for a Hispanic Heritage Month reception. She said his, quote, policies, actions, and rhetoric betray the values upon which it was founded. Other Hispanic Democrats quickly joined her. Number three, the top Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, said she's referred a letter about Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh to the FBI. The information in the letter apparently describes an alleged episode of sexual misconduct involving Kavanaugh when he was in high school. Feinstein said that the woman requested confidentiality. She declined to give additional details about what happened on the grounds that this individual does not want to come forward. According to a person familiar with the matter, the FBI does not now plan to launch a criminal investigation of this matter, which would normally be handled by local authorities if it was within the statute of limitations. The FBI instead passed the material to the White House as an update to Kavanaugh's background check. This move is similar to what the Bureau did when spousal abuse allegations were leveled against former White House Staff Secretary Rob Porter. Top Senate Republicans say Kavanaugh's nomination remains on track. They expect he'll get confirmed by the end of the month. But in addition to this new wild card, two swing Republican votes, Susan Collins from Maine and Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, 
have still not announced their positions, and they're facing mounting pressure at home to oppose Kavanaugh. And the three moderate Democrats who are seen as most likely to flip in favor of Kavanaugh, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, Joe Donnelly from Indiana, and Heidi Heitkamp from North Dakota, have also yet to make up their minds. They're waiting to see what their Republican colleagues do first. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, September 14th. Thanks for listening. If you're in North or South Carolina, stay safe and dry. I'm James Holman. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.